Hello, everyone. This is Amy Zirkel, and you're listening to Transaction Trending, the official podcast of ETA. Thanks for tuning in. On today's episode, we continue the conversation looking at small businesses and the impact felt by COVID-19. To do that, we're joined by Alicia Muth, Director of Market Intelligence at the Strahecker Group. ETA recently partnered with the Strahecker Group to survey SMBs to get a better sense of how their businesses are changing in light of COVID-19. Are they open? How are their sales being impacted? How are their customers paying? Alicia joined us to talk through the results of the survey and provide further data that gives even more dimension to our collective understanding of this crisis. Let's take a listen to our discussion. Alicia, thanks so much for joining us today. We at ETA were really proud to partner with the Straw Hacker Group last week on some really significant research looking at the current state of commerce for small businesses in the United States. I'd love for you to walk our listeners through some of the, some of the highlights of note. Of course, thank you. And first of all, thank you for inviting me to participate in this podcast. We also value our partnership through this survey as well as our continued broader partnership. Well, thank you. So for this study, we surveyed 361 U.S. small and medium-sized businesses with the goal of understanding the impact of COVID-19 and the impact it had had on the SMB's operations, specifically looking at things like sales, payment methods, various ways of accepting payments, fraud, and chargebacks. So some high-level findings we found through the survey were that, you know, SMBs are obviously feeling the effects of COVID-19. Of the SMBs surveyed, 62% were still open for business, meaning that 38% were either temporarily or permanently closed. And interestingly, the SMBs that were still open had a 10% higher debit and credit card acceptance rate than those that were closed. So COVID-19 has obviously been hard for the SMB community, but not all SMBs have seen declines in sales. Of the SMBs that are open and surveyed, 31% have actually seen an increase in their sales, with 47% seeing a decrease. So it hasn't been overly terrible from a sales perspective for all SMBs. Furthermore, COVID-19 is impacting how SMBs see their customers paying. The SMBs surveyed said they saw an increased use of credit cards, debit cards, and contactless cards, to name a few. Wow. And, and in terms of, of some of the, some of the changes, um, can you, can you talk a little bit further about um, any of those specific areas in terms of of contactless or debit in particular, or um, you know, a, a, any specific trends to dig a little, just a little deeper into that? Yeah, for credit cards, twenty four percent of open SMBs surveyed have seen more credit card use. Likewise, twenty four percent of open SMBs have seen more debit card use. This totals forty eight percent of open SMBs seeing more credit card and debit card use. As for contactless, 27% of open SMBs surveyed have seen increased use of contactless payments, and this would include items like mobile wallets and contactless cards. Wow. That's, that's fairly significant, wouldn't you say, and just in terms of the analysis you've done historically and looking at the industry? 
Yes, for sure. It's definitely showing shifts in payment preferences in for both the consumer and the merchant. Right. And, you know, I mean, we all as, as consumers are witnessing within our, our community, um, it's, it's a really tough time to be a small business owner. So in the course of the work that Straw Hacker Group did, are there, is there anything of note that's a, that's a bright spot that in your assessment is truly um, hopeful and positive for uh, the small merchant space and in, in how they're tackling and addressing this current environment? Yeah, so as, a, as we previously discussed, not all of the SMBs have suffered a decline in sales. Actually, about three verticals have reported an increase, one of which being healthcare. So for the healthcare respondents, 66% of these SMBs reported an increase in their sales. And interestingly, travel and hospitality fell into this group too. So 47% of the respondents reported an increase in sales while only 40% reported a decrease in sales. So we didn't dig into the details of this, but this could potentially be attributed to things like consumers pre-booking travel, for when the pandemic is more under control. Um, additionally, business and professional services, 42% of those SMBs that were open reported an increase in sales as well. So while things are especially hard for every single one of us and for the SMB community, there are some verticals that are seeing more activity from a sales standpoint than they previously saw. Right. And, it, and it's fascinating, too, as we as we, you know, sort of discussed previously, what contactless is doing in the in the in the face of COVID and the growth of that payment application to sort of spur further use of, of mobile solutions and, um, and and contactless cards. And so, you know, I think we're all collectively as a as an industry looking at what this current environment means in terms of expanding contactless usage and 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 further driving you know a, a digital transformation or extending the digital transformation for perhaps a segment of the payments industry that hadn't hadn't embraced it a, as much this will will continue on an upward trend do we think in terms of this experience this near-term experience or this current experience in covid is the sense within tsg that this is a, a critical moment for the industry where we'll continue to see an acceleration in contactless once once we sort of move out of this current environment for covid and move beyond as well as the larger reach of what digital means yeah so we definitely feel that this is bringing heightened awareness to contactless in general. Um, in my opinion, there are kind of a couple things going on here. And I think the main driver of this is going to be from the consumer's use or their request for use of contactless payments. So in the current situation, um, we saw via our survey that digital wallets and contactless card usage had increased by 27% for the open merchants surveyed. And so for those entities, they're definitely seeing an uptick in the usage of contactless payments. Um, however, there is the other side of the coin um, for the open SMBs, 
37% of those entities that were surveyed have not seen a shift in how their customers are paying. So from that perspective, there's still room for growth on the consumer side, um, which I think as COVID continues and as the awareness continues to grow, people are gonna continue to shift to more of a contactless form of payment versus dipping a card or swiping a card and touching a variety of things. Um, so I think the consumer shift will continue to change. And then from the merchant perspective, there's still a subset of SMBs that we surveyed that were 28% that either stated that they do not accept contactless payments or it doesn't apply to their business. So there's growth within this area too, but I think that the consumer demand is gonna push the acceptance from the merchant side. Um, as we continue to go through this and people to continue to interact with people and even once the, the isolation is lifted to some degree, people are still gonna be reluctant to interact with one another. They're gonna to wanna to keep social distancing. So that's gonna to continue to drive awareness for contactless payments. And I think that that's gonna push this even more so into becoming more of a ubiquitous payment method than it currently is and make it more of a mainstream way of paying for items as we move out of the pandemic. Right. right. It's, it's going to be fascinating to watch this unfold and unfold in, in real time for all of us. You know, Alicia, last week we were joined on Transaction Trending um, uh, by Derek Webster, who is the CEO of Card Flight, and Adam Bloomston, who is the, the president of Payrock. And they we had the chance to chat a bit about the ways in which their companies are working to help their SMB clients in this, in this real shift towards digital commerce, things like mobile point of sale, contactless as we've discussed, uh, an expansion into e-commerce. I think it's fair to say, based on the, the work that we've done with, with, with Straw Hacker, that, that you know, our data does indicate that this is quite apparent, this move to digital, this expansion in e-commerce, as you've talked about, the growth of um, the growth of, of contactless. It's, it's really about SMBs in particular to, to be able to harness and pivot to digital types of commerce to ensure that their footprint is attainable, perhaps maybe in a, in, in, in a broader sense, reachable to communities that may not be local to them, but through having a web presence or at least having the ability to utilize a digital strategy to not just expand reach, but to continue to sustain their business when confronting what we're witnessing, what we're witnessing right now. Do does do you and your firm have additional observations of note for for SMBs as they begin to really think in a creative and concrete way around um, a, a digital strategy? Yeah, I think um, generally speaking. SMBs right now, their main focus is on how am I going to survive for tomorrow, but they are also thinking about how am I gonna, going to survive in three weeks or three months or six months. And so that's definitely where the e-commerce or digital solutions come into play. Having a strategy in place and also minimizing the learning curve in order to implement, implement that strategy is key. So 
for example, an entity that does not currently have an e-commerce presence at this current moment, maybe they might be a little reluctant to roll something like that out, but through help from their payment providers or the ISVs that they're working with, if they can make that process as seamless as possible, that will definitely help play into their long-term strategy. But being able to reach their customers through those sorts of channels, through those sorts of payment methods will be critical through COVID-19, but also as we move you know, to a more stable, I guess, health condition. Right, right. So can I ask you, Alicia, was there anything in the study that, uh, that surprised you? Um, anything that, as you were looking at the data, really gave you a moment to pause and say, wow, I, that was not what I expected uh, the data would reveal? Anything of note? Yeah, Amy. So one thing that I thought was pretty interesting after looking through our survey results was the fact that individuals um, within these verticals uh, at these SMBs have shifted their primary payments acceptance to the phone. And this is not unique to one of the verticals. It's pretty common across several of the verticals. And so I guess I was expecting more of these SMBs to shift payments to online, but a large portion of them have shifted payments to the phone. It definitely was surprising to me. So the shift was before COVID-19, 9% of the respondents accepted payments over the phone. And since COVID-19, that's jumped to 15% of the respondents using the phone as their primary method of card acceptance. So it's been an a 6% increase across all the open SMBs. And this has been higher in particular verticals like eating and drinking places as we see restaurants shifting um, their sales from the point of sale, maybe to a call, someone's calling in to order and they're paying with a card over the phone prior to picking it up. So that was probably the most interesting finding to me that I did not expect. Wow. And I think there's going to continue to be um, surprises and observations to be made in how the payments industry adapts and adjusts and, and, and even evolves in the face of this really significant, unanticipated uh, moment in time we, we find ourselves. So Alicia, if you, if you would indulge me a little, um, you know, it is Uh, It's challenging. It's a challenging time for all of us, uh, regardless of whether we're in the on on any coast or sitting squarely in the middle of the country. We are all really trying to assess, process, and manage uh, in the face of this of this pandemic. Can I ask you, um, you know, what's what's brought you moments of hope uh, in the in in the middle of all this? And it can be personally and, and professionally in the, in the last few weeks? What has, what's really been sustaining you uh, as, we, as we go through this truly unique moment in history? Yeah, so I'd say from a professional standpoint, this is obviously, we're all in new waters, unfamiliar to all of us. Um, so I would say just the mindset that everybody has had that we're all in this together. It's been a collaborative effort to work together. People are open, sharing information, um, and generally just helping each other out. So I think from a professional note, 
that's been very reassuring throughout this whole pandemic. And then from a personal note, uh, we have a family business. And so within our community, it's been nice to see the support of local businesses throughout this process um, for, for my personal family and other family members who have their own businesses, the community outreach and support of the services has been incredible. Oh, that's wonderful. That's really wonderful to hear. Um, Alicia Muth with the Straw Hacker Group, thank you so much for joining us today on Transaction Trending. Thank you very much for having me, Amy. Our thanks again to Alicia for joining us. At ETA, we're committed to providing key and actionable data to help our members make it through this difficult time. We're proud to partner with the Strahecker Group on this study. Please visit our COVID-19 resource page at www.electran.org COVID to download the study and see other resources for payments companies. And as always, make sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Be safe, be healthy, and for ETA, I'm Amy Zirkel, and thank you for listening. This has been Transaction Trending, a podcast powered by the Electronic Transactions Association. ETA is the leading trade association for the payments industry, representing over 500 payments technology companies worldwide. This episode was produced by Laura Hubbard and Patrick Nolan. It was recorded, edited, and mixed by Patrick Nolan. For more information on the Electronic Transactions Association, visit electran.org.